Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Pitchers and catchers report to Mesa, Arizona, and we are ready to go with your podcast. Luke Suckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Corey Friedman in the house. We got Ryan Herrera ready to join later in the podcast from Arizona. He's our boots on the ground at Cubs Camp, Sloan Park. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We had uh, Jed and Carter ready talk in Arizona. David Ross will be speaking later in the afternoon from Arizona. Almost everybody is there at camp. I think Jed Hoyer said all but maybe eight or nine players have already arrived and have been working out. Some have been there for a month. Some have been there since Cubs convention. Uh, All good signs. We have a new Cubs logo or slogan for the season, I should say. We'll talk about that. The Cubs changed their uh, Twitter AVI. (laughs) (laughs) We we have... uh, we have a lot we have a lot to break down in today's podcast. We do want to remind everybody the best way to enjoy this podcast is live on YouTube. Uh, you can be part of the chat, be part of the show. We love everybody that's in the chat right now. We appreciate it. Make sure you hit the like button while you're there. If you haven't done that yet, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel because we want you to be part of it. We don't want you to miss out on any of the episodes that way you're reminded of everything you'll know that they're there and when yeah, you're set available those noties. yeah you can be available yeah mm-hmm. you can be part of it luke knows what noties are right i have no idea what a noti is notification um <laughs> first of all the cubs have this slogan right we came up with some on a podcast about within the last month we threw a few out there what ideas would be for the new slogan i like the one they chose next starts here Let's play the video that the Cubs put out on Twitter today uh, promoting what this season is supposed to be all about. Defeat. There will always be a next. A leap. Followed by a fall. Followed by another chance at glory. Here we stand once again on the cusp of next. The next leap forward. The next Cubs team rising. Next starts here. So next starts here. That that's what they came up with. Next starts here. I I like the slogan. What I maybe didn't love to see in the video that's promoting a new season of hope. I don't know if I had to see the black cat. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know if, you know, I had to see Moise Salou and, mm. and the ball. And I get what they're going for. I get what they're going yeah. for. Um, I So on that, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, interesting. These are in there. Well, Corey, our, I think the one we came up with was something similar to that was, uh, it wasn't next starts here. It was like the climb begins. Like, do you need the negativity? Like, I, I suggest the climb begins because you don't have to necessarily go back on all the negativity. Yeah, no, I'm I'm for it. Uh, you know, and I mean, we talked about this before we got on. It's got to be tough for them to come up with a new slogan all the time. Um, like, they had some really good ones, especially when the team was last good. Fly the W, let's go. Those were yeah, like really good ones. fitting. So you're going to burn through some of the good ones, like, real quick. <laughs> for sure. So I think this, not is, easy. this is fine. Um, I, it, with regard to, like, the video, I, I get what they were going for. It is a little jarring to see that stuff. Like, when I loaded the video and I saw 
like Alu and whatever. I will say, though, I always appreciate, and it's no offense to him personally, I like kind of when they show the Alex Gonzalez double play because more people need to constantly be reminded that that is what we should yes. talk about. If you want to talk about that game, talk about Alex Gonzalez messing up that double play and not a fan that was in the stands. I've always had that stance. That's how I feel. So. Well, I also, uh, again, I like, I like the slogan. I don't know if I love, uh, can, we, can we just get a voiceover guy? Joe Montaigne is a, a great actor. I, I guess that does something for the older crowd, which I am part of. Um, but I, I just – Cole Wright can do it as far as I'm concerned. Like, he's a broadcaster. He knows, he knows how to do it. You could have anybody do it. I don't know if that adds anything to it for me. Even if, even if they got Bill Murray to do it. And, again, I've been part of this one at NBC. We were trying to figure out who can we have voice over – the special about this, this, and this Cubs, and it's we had um, CM Punk at the at the parade. CM Punk was great for the parade. He brought in a, a younger crowd, right? Um, but I don't know voiceover wise. It, would I enjoy Bill Murray doing a voiceover? Yes, but I don't know that even Bill Murray pushes the needle for everybody in the Cubs crowd. You have to remember that as an old guy, I realized. The next crowd has moved on from some of those people, as great as they are. Just give us a good voiceover. You don't think Joe Montana is bringing in the youth, the youth eh, movement to the fan I base? I would say less than, less than a third of the fan base might know who he is at this point. I think a lot of people— And that's not against him. He's a great name. actor. That's it. <laughs> if he walked in here, you wouldn't know him. No, probably not. And I'm a millennial, so. I mean, you know me. I would have had Pat. Pat Hughes should just do all <laughs> yeah, of the audio had, for anything ever. Pat Hughes do it. You could have had Boog <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. But but Pat Hughes, a guy that's going into the Hall of Fame, you could have had Pat Hughes do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That would have been better. Pat, it, Pat you would have enjoyed Pat Hughes more. Yeah. I'm, the video I'm okay with that. Was fine, but yeah. And I like I like I do like the slogan. Wait, who who are some younger skewing younger? Celeb fans in this. Well, that's that that's the trick. That's like, the trick to what they're finding. Like the Cubs Corey have. Cody? Um, Who are they? Chance the Rapper. Mm, yeah. Chance the Rapper maybe. Now Chance the Rapper maybe. That's what I'm Sox saying. Guy. The Sox have Chance the Rapper. Yeah. He maybe leaves out the older crowd, so you're still alienating somebody. But I mean, they have a few like in the. I mean, like for me, like, but that's not really appealing to the youth. But it's younger, like Eddie Vedder and Billy Corgan are big. Eddie Cubs fans, right, but, but at that's this not point, they're enough. old too. They're my age. Right. Eddie Vedder would be pretty unfortunately sweet. Eddie all would be cool, cool. but yeah. he's older too. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> like all the like the hip hop artists and all that in Chicago are all Sox fans. Like, 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 I can't think of any like Bernie Mac. Yeah, Sky Point. rest in peace. But whatever. Well, that's going to change. Hopefully, Tony Larusa may have changed that. Oh. See how that goes down. <laughs> or what's currently they, happening in Glendale? But I'm that's just glad they're not doing. I hated that's Cub. I oh, knew, yes. I knew it It had significance within the organization. It was something that minor leaguers said to kind of, like, encourage each other. But at the big league level, it just not a, it's not a good marketing slogan. I, it I, hate it. I like this better yeah. than it's different here and that's Cub. Because they both had— Everybody in was they good, both They both had easy ways to turn really into <laughs> negative and funny throughout the season. Yeah. Right? You could, you could use it after an air and say, that's Cub. You could— after they blow a five-run right. lead, you could say, that's Cub. 
Next starts here, right down the middle. You can. You're not you can, saying they're going to be great. Yeah, but it's it's all, and I mean, I guess this is true of all of them. But like, it's also one you can really easily like. Thinking back the last few years, you can easily do like the next eleven game losing streak starts here, right? <laughs> okay. So I always there's try to always think, a way to make it as, negative. Yes. As a, as a marketing thinking person, I'm always thinking, how can people ruin this for yes. us? Right? Like, <laughs> how can you hurt? And that and that happened with it's different here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Multiple times last year, maybe even sometimes on this podcast. Well, that was an easy. It's one. different here. Was mocked. I remember like walking down Addison and Clark when they first put up the like player banners on the street poles mm-hmm. at the beginning of last year. And like, even for me, like I was walking around going, yeah, you bet it's different here. Like, look at the, you know, like n- again, no offense, but like Frank Schwindel is like at the corner yes. of Clark and Addison. Like you, you bet it's different here. <laughs> like you're telling me. <laughs> Dub- Dubs is right though. Next starts here is good because of how many times we've talked about the next great Cubs team. I think that is why they used the word next specifically in the slogan. So, Cool. I'm with it. Um, Dansby Swanson is obviously part of that next, we believe, next great Cubs team. He is part of next starts here. He was the big free agent addition. Uh, He was asked and talked to reporters today at Sloan Park, and this is what he had to say about all of the additions the Cubs made. Again, the Cubs uh, did spend a lot of money this offseason. When you look at the different teams. So the Cubs are right there near the top. Uh, this is Dansby Swanson from Marquee talking about the additions. Obviously, Trey Mancini has, um, he's always just hit. Like he's just, and he's a phenomenal human. We actually uh, spent some time together in Nashville during off seasons in years past. So there's some familiarity there. Obviously, Haas has been a, a great player in this league for a long time. Um, I feel like the pitching consistently gets better. J-Mo's great. Obviously, Stroh and um, smiles and uh, Hendricks and I and I think I'm the world of Justin Steele um, but yeah just you know you think about the guys that have been brought in and um, you know there's always like those guys kind of like late in spring that start to trickle into that they have a chance to make a big impact so uh, they've done a great job they put together a very um, a very like successful veteran group a lot of guys that are here have have won before have been a part of something bigger than themselves and that's like the first kind of like step in the right direction, right, to, to actually creating something that you feel like this organization is going to be able to, um, you know, kind of like say that this is our identity for years to come. Hit the like button if you like the way that Dansby Swanson looks in a Cubs uniform. He does look good in Cubs Ding. gear, yeah. Um, so he hit it at the end for me, talking about the identity of the next great Cubs team or the identity of this Cubs team. What do you think that will be this season, and what do you think that will be as the next step continues for this Cubs organization? What will be the identity? I think it's, I mean, you know, things change, right, as they sign players or players come up from the system, but I think they've made the intention clear on that. I think it's going to be a a pitching and defense first team. Uh, You know, obviously you're going to have to score runs at some point, but I think um you know we think back to like that last core of players and the team that won the world series in 2016 they were a lead at so many things but I think when we think back on it quickly you would I think say their their offense that that group of hitters Baez Bryant Rizzo like that was kind of the if you had to pick one identifying quality I think that's what you would land on 
I think that they're building this team uh, to be a pitching and defense first organization. Dansby signals that if they lock up Nico, which, you know, we'll talk about at some point, that would signal that PCA is going to fit into that. And they just put so much into developing their own pitchers and trying to be an organization that's better at that. I, th- I think that's what it's going to be, those two things. Yeah, I mean, you sit here and complain about how they've managed their money over the last few years, but at the end of the day, as you're going into this year, they did spend significant money, and the team is better. And I do like the fact that they are trying to build within on the pitching side because that was something that they couldn't do for a couple decades, it felt like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, – I, I like the direction of the organization for sure, uh, even though there's still things I could sit here and complain about. But you know, I uh, we'll see we'll see how far the pitching can take them. The defense will always be there, I think, barring injury, of course. But at the end of the day, they they got to find a way to score runs. And you know, listen, they brought in Dustin Kelly, former Dodgers guy. Um, that I, to me that that's obviously a, a big question and we're I'm cautiously optimistic so I'm not even asking them to be top 10 in hitting or whatever in hitting categories I'm asking them to be in the middle of the pack <laughs> when it comes to hitting in the, around the league and uh if they do that and get the pitching and the defense then yeah you're you're, you're feeling pretty good about this team probably so they spent 324 325 million in the offseason behind the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Padres. So fifth in Major League Baseball for spending this offseason. Um, I would say this. We're talking about identity, right? This season for me, the identity is prove it. If you're talking about just one season, it's prove it. And it's prove it for all those veterans because that are on prove it deals. The Cody Bellingers whether it's Boxberger, whether it's Mancini, whether it's Hosmer, all of those veteran guys that they added on short-term deals, Fulmer, prove-it deals, really really Bellinger, Mancini, some of those guys, because the Cubs will go as far as those those veteran guys will carry them. If they're able to bounce back, this is a good Cubs team. If half of them are able to bounce back, this could be a very good Cubs team. If none of them bounce back, it's going to be slightly better than last year. Yeah. And that's assuming some things. Now, for me, the identity moving forward is what PCA, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, their top prospect, according to some, uh, talked about very recently saying, all I have to do is look at Nico and Dansby and the way they go about things. Like, the young guys, the prospects have already picked up on what the identity of this team will be going forward. It's Dansby Swanson at his opening press conference saying, I'm playing every game. You're not taking me out of the lineup. I'm going to be good enough and healthy enough that you're going to play me every day. And then you're, you have Nico saying, I could have been a gold glover. I was the best guy on this team last year, and I'm willing to change positions and go to second base. Even though in the long run, playing second base probably won't earn me as much money as being a star shortstop would be. I'm willing to make that move because winning is what I want to do. So that's that's the identity they're trying to build throughout the organization. Watch Nico, watch Dansby, follow their lead. So I think there's two different identities that you might see coming out of potentially just this season. 
Yeah, well, and so, like, just scrolling through Twitter now, I'm looking from uh, Cubs.com's Jordan Bastion. He posted a quote from Marcus Stroman uh, about Dansby and Nico that I think fits this conversation. And Marcus said, uh, who, like, H-O-O-O-O, you know, uh-huh. um, Dansby and Nico, that Sanker gonna be Sankin. <laughs> and, like, Mark, he's what? got his sunglasses on. It's cooler coming from him than okay. me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just report um, that? <laughs> well, I'm like reading it. Like, how do how do you he pronounce drinks this? Sanka? Yeah, my there grandparents it is. used to drink um, that. I I I <laughs> think that really out. fits because, like, that is the identity, right? Like, you've built this middle of the infield defense, and your pitchers <laughs> are going to attack based on that, right? Like, he's saying, I'm going to throw that sinker because these guys are going to scoop this up. Like, that's what you've built here. You've built an identity that is on multiple sides of the ball, and it kind of all comes together for a cohesive strategy. Maybe that should have been their slogan. At the last minute, maybe they should have... Sanker going to be Sanker. Sanker going to be Sanker. That could have been their slogan. They could have just redone the video. Well, I think just... Woo, Dansby and Nico. That would have been a good Lawrence one. Was better. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. There yeah. How about Double Trouble? Yeah. Double Dare, Mark Summers. Double Down. My wife was just listening to the Mark Marin podcast, and she's like, yeah, Mark Summers. And I'm like, from Double Dare, Mark Summers? Like, why is he relevant to me? What is he promoting right now? Is that the same show that had the green slime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the green slime. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, I think he's onto something as a guy that's trying to become – a leader, Dansby, in the clubhouse. Number one, Jed in his press conference talked about how Dansby, right out of the gate, started calling everybody. He, he didn't just take the big check and show up late. He was there. He's there early. He called guys instantly, and he showed up to Cubs convention. Three, three good moves on in my mind for what he's trying to do, and so he's he's sort of set that stage, and. I think we've talked about it before. There may be multiple leaders, and there should be probably on a good team. Unless you have a Hall of Fame player that is absolutely the guy that everybody's going to listen to, when you're trying to build something ground up, the best way to go about it is to have multiple voices that are on a similar page. They may have different messages coming from their different backgrounds, but if you have them all going in the same direction, we're going to play hard. We're going to do it the right way. We're not taking shortcuts. We're going to be here early. That's the right message for an organization to start moving forward. You know who else did that? Very quietly, Seiya Suzuki. Seiya clearly wasn't happy with his rookie season. He went into the offseason. He went back to Japan. You see the pictures of Seiya, and all of a sudden it looks like the Incredible Excuse Hulk me. has shown up and is now your right fielder. Like he is clearly bulked up. Um, do we have the clip of Jed and Carter from today's presser talking about Seiya's offseason? Because he's another guy leading by example. Um, well, first of all, he looks great. I mean, he worked really hard all winter. You know, we were in communication with, um, with those guys all winter. We knew he was working hard, but it's fun to, to see him in person and, and realize that you know, he wasn't kidding about uh, coming in, you know, stronger. And, um, you know, he talked so much about what he learned from from last year. You know, he talked about with you guys about the, you know about hitting fastballs. He talked about wearing down during the season and coming in stronger. And that's the transition we were talking about last year. You know, and I thought last year, um, you know, it was sort of a you know, 
know, we talk about three-part season. You, know, you started off hot, slumped, and got hurt, and then and finished <clears throat> really strong. And I feel like, you know, he, I think he learned from each part of that. I think he learned that I can really compete at this level, um, that, um, you know, I can translate my Japanese performance here really well, but here are the things I need to do to do that. And, you know, it's as, um, some of it's as simple as diet, um, but also, you know, you know, working hard during the season, you know, you know, working on hitting different pitches. And I, I think so much, he learned so much from last year. He took it into his work this winter. And hopefully let's keep on improving and, and, and keep on, you know, assimilating better and better. But um, I learned so much sort of talking to those guys over the course of the summer and hearing the things that were affecting him and, uh, I think going forward, if we have similar players, we can do an even better job of, of helping with those things. And what do you think, just you know, when you see what he did in April and at the end of the year, getting a full season in that, what can that do for you guys offensively? Yeah, I mean, it's tremendous. I and mean, I think, you know, we, when I look at our lineup, I, I think, you know, we have, we have a lot of guys that are going to get really quality at-bats. Um, certainly, we talked so much last year about power. You know, I think we added, we added some power this winter. Um, but it's not our strength as an, from an offense, and I think having him, you know, continue to to you know, improve, continue to to do what he did in April, I guess, um, having that kind of middle of the order presence would go a long way for our offense. So I can't guarantee that bulking up will make him healthier throughout the season. I don't think it's a bad thing, although we did go through the whole thing with Kyle Schwarber, where he was Kyle Schwarber. And then he came back, and he was skinny Schwarber, and that was supposed to make him fast and athletic, yada, yada. And it turns out that the original Kyle Schwarber is the best baseball player. Like, that's just who he is. He's a little bit a little bit bigger guy. Doesn't matter. We saw what he did for the Phillies last year. So I can't guarantee that Saya bulking up is going to change him into or make him hit 40 home runs this season. But – What's more likely to make him successful this season is the same drive that he put into that work. Yeah. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's not that he's on the Ryan Herrera swole and gains program, which we all know he is. That's where he got his workout plan. It's. It's that he was dedicated to doing that and changing his diet and changing his workout because last year wasn't good enough for him even though it was a pretty good rookie season for a guy coming over from Japan. Yeah, well, he knows that when he was in Japan, he was hitting 30, 30 tanks and uh, being a gold-glove right fielder. So, I'm yeah, to his standards, it, sure, you can argue that it wasn't a good year for him. But for our standards, that what we had him, which were we didn't even really have standards because, like, you're coming from, to live in a new country and play for a new team. We didn't know what to expect out of you. Yeah, well – we took what he, we gave, what he gave us last year, and we're like, okay, hopefully he can build off it. But I'm sure to him, he was like, I, I'm better than this. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, like you said with Schwarber, when he came into camp and looked completely different, it did it did play a, a factor in in him not only hitting, but also he became a quote unquote better left fielder. Like it it was bad. Like, real bad. Who's that? Schwarber. He oh, was, yeah, yeah. He was really bad in left field before twenty uh, before 2018. He, then he came into camp, and he became better. Like, he became serviceable, basically what he is for the Phillies now. Uh, and that, that helped the Cubs be able to play him on a regular basis. So, 
I'm not. This is a a lot different scenario when it comes to Saya because he already was a good defensive outfielder. Um, but obviously, whenever you like you said, you put that kind of work into something to you know build build up whatever you think you got to do to be better the next season. I the drive and the the work to put in. Yeah, it, I think that shows how much or shows how hungry he is to to really show that, yeah, I can be one of the top ten best outfielders in the National League in 2023. I see Fernando in the chat saying he put up a super chat yesterday about Saya that got no place, Saya for governor. That's my fault. I missed that yesterday. Yeah, I didn't see so it either, if, if, so I'm sorry, Fernando. So apparently Keegan Thompson for mayor, <laughs> Saya for governor. I'm on board with that. It's a good it's a, ticket. It's a very good it's ticket. A solid Watch ticket. Out, JB. That might be a shirt we want to make, just a combined uh, <laughs> slogan. We come up with a slogan for them. Next starts here. What do we what, maybe go with that? I I, I think uh, our governor Saya Suzuki has a <laughs> has a big year. I've I've felt that way for a long you time. You can just call him Governor Suzuki. Governor Suzuki. <laughs> and you know, just seeing him. I mean, like you said, like you know, bulking up doesn't mean you're gonna hit more home runs or whatever. But, you know, as Cody said, he was putting up close to 30 a year. I think he had 38 in his last season in Japan. Like, he has that power. And I think you you can see that um, throughout the year. You know, when he got healthy, when he adjusted. Like, you can see that there's more to his game than uh, we got in the 111 games he played last year. Mm -hmm. And, like... I think for him to be so hungry and for, I think, the common belief, I mean, you look at some of the projections, not that, you know, you don't have to take that as gospel or anything, but they're really bullish on him. Um, And, you know, this is a guy who, you know, he was worth two wins above replacement last year. He had a 116 WRC plus, and that was with some real struggles, like during the middle portion of that season. Those are good numbers. And, like, for a rookie and all that he had to deal with coming to a new country, coming to a new league, a new team, learning to play defense in a, a new field that I don't think is easy to play in, right? The corners in Wrigley are a little weird. You have a brick wall behind you you have to get used to playing with, the wind. And, and on the side, too. Right, yeah. yeah. There's bricks everywhere, right? It like, was, And it was way colder I, than he expected Way it to colder be. than Jed told him it <laughs> was, was going like, to be. Right? I thought yeah. this was supposed to be so like, like 70 I, by now. I think he'll, he'll be a, a better defender. I think he's going to show more of, you know, really his complete game on offense. I think he's going to be a, a, a really, really valuable player. Um, and it's good, too, like watching some of the videos of him, like interacting with Cody Bellinger, like – I think he's going to be more comfortable just in this clubhouse and with this team and the culture and everything. I'm I'm looking for a not to like I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but like I think he's gonna I, I really do believe he's gonna have a big year. He also may have bulked up just to stay warm throughout the first third yeah. of the season. You know, just <laughs> a little that. something else on there. Just, yeah. Can only put on so many different jackets underneath that jersey. Um, here's what I think. I think that all the right things were said so far today, and we'll talk about more of them coming up, but I do want to remind you that when it does get cold for those first two months of the season and you're still thinking, when is spring coming? It's when you're going to want to go to FOCO. You've already got you the best coverage for all your favorite teams. Now get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered. From Soldier Field to the living room, Wrigley Field, north side, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports, merchant collectibles. Looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze, which also hits Wrigley Field, by the way, so you can get a Cubs hoodie. 
Check out foco.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. While you're getting ready to go to Wrigley Field, you might want to make sure that you pack your Chi-Town Cornhole custom cornhole set. Number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and, and Illinois since 2007. Signature box style can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LED lights that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying. Handcrafted scorekeepers as well. Veteran-owned and operated. They ship anywhere and offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. Wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. I recommended them for Valentine's Day. I said, what else could you get for Valentine's Day that would get true love right there? Check out their website, ChiTownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at ChiTownCustomCornholeBoards. Uh, Doug Van Dorn, I like his comment. He says, I think... Suzuki spent half of last season getting the range of how MLB umpires call the strike zone. For sure. He was used to to things he saw as balls being called balls, and that's not the simple in the MLB. So, in a way, he's kind of sl- he, he, he kind of showed how bad the umpires at Ma- in Major League Baseball are. But Shout out to Angel Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is kind of true. The amount of times he struck out looking because the ML- MLB umpires are awful. But also because he, he must have way. led the league in that, or it must yeah. have been close. I'm convinced he led the league. In there it. was a long stretch where you were just like, "Wow, that was unfortunate." Mm-hmm. And it's not the easiest thing to deal with, right? You don't want him to oh. not. I mean, he was right, right? If yeah. he's correctly yes. identifying it, you don't want him to be swinging at balls that are out of the zone. But mm-hmm. you also don't want to get rung up on called strikes all the time. So it's a tough. Right. It's a tough thing to balance. But I, hopefully, as he's in his second year. I don't know if that's like a rookie thing with umpires or well, whatever. I hope he gets the respect whatever, from the umpires like, that this guy knows the strike knows zone. The Go strike back and zone, look at it. And I, I think that'll, in the long run, that knowledge will benefit you. Like, yeah. however, whatever the problem is or however they work through it. Like, the umpires are why I drink, so I get it. I get it, Sayo. So. <laughs> uh, we, we did have an update from Jed Hoyer on uh, Cody Hoyer and also Ooh, Kyle Hendricks cool that man. they will not be available uh, likely early in the season. They're planning on Hendricks not being ready for opening day, and they're certainly counting on Hoyer not still being ready. You know, Obviously, he was involved in the trade from the White Sox. To me, he was the key piece of that deal. It wasn't Nick Madrigal. It was Hoyer, and I still think he can be that. Um, just saw, unfortunate that he was hurt, right? saw him throwing today, though, on the, the Twitter timeline. I, but I they, can't remember. Be, they even mentioned a 60-day IL possibly for him. So that that's... A, one way they create a little space there and lower his expectations if he's pushing it a little too hard. Not that you don't want the guy to push in the rehab and go through all the things. Take it slow. He's coming back from a serious injury. He's already shown you he can be that guy. And I know that Ryan Herrera wrote his three things to look for going into spring training at, by the way, allchgo.com. Check it out. Uh, diehards will get exclusive articles sometimes from Ryan and uh, the other writers for all of our teams. Um, but this one is out for everybody. And one of the things was talking about closer. I still say Hoyer could be that guy long-term. He may not, he probably won't be that guy this year because they're going to try and ease him back in when eventually he does come back. But it's just something to know, like just realize he's not going to be there opening day. Yeah. 
I know a lot. We've seen in the chat too all off seasons like, like the Cubs. They need to figure out who's going to be their closer. Like, like I keep saying, I'm not too worried about that because no one thought David Robertson was going to be their closer last year, and they kind of fell into that role and succeeded in it mm-hmm. and was able to trade him at the deadline for Ben Brown, who has high upside. Uh, so I'm uh, I am intrigued to see who they give the opportunity to. First, because I remember last year it was like they gave like three guys the opportunity, and then eventually they just start going to Robertson every single time. So until Hoyer is is back, I I, I don't know who that guy is. Um, but I agree. Like we all knew that he probably wasn't going to start the season with the Cubs anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's coming off Tommy John. We're not. I'm not surprised about Hendricks. I mean, at Cubs convention they said that he wasn't going to be ready for opening day. So. Um, and that's when that starting pitching rotation uh, depth that they have comes into play, and you you don't have Hendricks, and you, honestly, I'm, I don't feel I don't feel like nervous or or just like oh well if this guy like I feel pretty good about entering Adrian Sampson into that role for four or five starts yeah. until he's ready in May or whenever. Or Wisniewski. Yeah, or Wisniewski. You know what I mean? So the Hendricks thing isn't like super glaring in terms of like oh this is going to affect the win loss record but Hoyer in a way it kind of does just because I just don't know who the Cubs closer is going to be and I think Hoyer has that that really good chance like you said Luke to to be that closer for the Cubs down the line and you know they have good arms they have guys with with a lot of high upside and they just brought in Michael Fulmer who was pretty solid Uh, he's been pretty solid as a reliever they got Boxberger they have Alzali, they have Thompson, all these other dudes. I'm just interested to see how they play this out, you know, and I just don't know how they're going to do it. But I, from from my own memory, I always feel like in April they kind of play around with it and then they figure it out within yeah. – by the time May rolls around, they kind of know what's going on with the bullpen at least. And I'm with uh... – So it's going to be a work in progress. I guarantee you the first time the Cubs blow a save or blow a, a late lead in April, everyone's going to come on the chat and they're going to scream and yell, rightfully so, because that's annoying. But, you know, I'll have to sit here and tell everyone, like, hey, just give them, give them some time because they've proven that they figure it out eventually. I'm with Brandon in the chat. I think a couple other people mentioned too, but uh, I think Jeremiah Estrada is a really good bet. It's, that's a good truth. That's a good. It, it it's one of those things like Brendan likes to send a lot of things to me and talk to me about a lot of stuff. A lot of which I ignore. I, it's too many graphs and numbers and <laughs> right. things like this. Not and he not gets the excited. Not safe for work stuff. This I is he, sometimes he, he Corey gets, doesn't reply to my text. Yeah, either. he I gets get excited about yeah, heat maps. Too much. You get all kinds of different heat maps. But heat like maps. Estrada, that's one of those things that he's been on. Like Estrada, I think Estrada that train. Estrada, you know, he's got the velo. He's got the stuff. Um, to pitch in that position. But I think, you know, like tying it all together, especially with Hoyer, like I think that it's one of the benefits of, you know, adding some depth there and and having so many guys where you're not exactly positive of what their role is going to be. Guys like Alzali, who's been mentioned in the chat, Keegan Thompson, even someone like Adrian Sampson, right, who we saw get a lot of starts last year but probably isn't going to be penciled into that top five when they break camp. Um, especially early in the season with off days, like they may not even, you know, need all five guys through each turn or whatever. Um, I, I think it allows you to be more patient with someone like Cody Hoyer because 
even if he were ready for opening day, you're you're likely having to limit how much he's pitching throughout the year anyway. So I think it gives you some time to figure some stuff out with other guys. And ideally, Cody Hoyer comes back. He'll you know pr- probably go on a minor league rehab assignment, and then you can you know have a fresh weapon whenever he's available to come back, and you can kind of be a little more deliberate with what that usage is. If you see him as a high leverage guy and he works his way into that, you can kind of say, hey, like here's how many bullets he has in the tank this year and here's how we're going to utilize that. Whereas if he was available at the top of the season, that gets a little trickier because he's likely not going to be able to handle high leverage innings from April all the way to, let's call it October, if you are... Having a successful season, right? We have breaking news from the chat. Look at this. The Kyle, the fearless investor, <laughs> is a dad. He's a dad. First born on the day pitchers and catchers report. I, I guess the question is, if it's a boy, is it Nico or she. is it Dansby? It's a girl? She. We have a girl? She will be a lifelong Cubs fan. There it is. Like dad. So maybe it's Nicolette. Oh, <laughs> There you go. Ah, uh, Nicolette, yeah. What do you think? Or yeah. Danny? Danny. He says you guys are awesome. Just wanted to share the news. Daniela. Congrats, Kyle. Appreciate you for tuning in and uh, sharing the news. It's yeah, always very good cool. when new Cubs fans cool. come in the world, especially after 2016, meaning they didn't have to go through all the pain the rest of us did. Congrats to them. Yeah. And he will be watching a lot of games this season through a foggy lens. But that's all oh, part of gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My, a very foggy lens. My yeah. daughter was born two weeks before the Cubs won in 2016, and I remember parts of that World Series. Yeah, they won, by the way. Yeah. People forget that. People forget that. <laughs> yeah, that right? For- Did I do that right? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Very good. Before he looked at both of us, you're stealing my bit. That's my bit. You can't steal that. I love it. We've been stealing the bit for like the last couple weeks. Bits are for the people. Everybody knows that. Especially uh, that one. <laughs> Speaking of bits, did you see the tiny little bit of a base they used to have in baseball? And now we've finally seen pictures of the big, the big base they're going to have, to which I say, yes, it does look like a pizza box. And then I question whether or not you get free breadsticks every time somebody steals a base. It looks, I, it's, look at that thing. It's a little hard to tell, but it is it's like thinner. sort of flatter. It's, yeah. it's a thinner crust pizza. And it's it's a it's a large instead I, of a medium. I would prefer if you'd get the uh, map of Italy and the green and red, and <laughs> the classic, the generic yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. I the, saw. Uh, what's the South Side one that has the the sweet sauce that's got the sugar in it? Well, I think of D'Agostino's when I hear sweet sauce. No, but, who, but there's a Vito South Side and Nick and Vito and Nick's Nick and no, Vito's? a South Side pizza. They do it. It's got the sweet oh, sauce. Aurelio's. Aurelio's. Yeah, uh, they have that. Yeah. Dubs loves Aurelio's. Who doesn't love Aurelio's? They have the that. first thing that I thought of when I saw these bases was, like, if if we go back a few years and we're talking about, like, vintage Javi Baez doing those swim moves. Yeah. I mean, he and, – and, you know, he's a little older. I'm not I, – I didn't really watch him too much in Detroit. I know he, at the plate he wasn't so good. But I'm not sure how he is on the bases. But, like, vintage, like, 2017, 2018-ish Javi Baez. Javi. Reckless. With a little a little wider a little. of a base doing those swim moves, I mean, he would be completely yeah. reckless. Trying to go to he's he's turning singles into triples yeah. every. He'd be getting into minutes. rundowns just. For I fun. dare you, yeah, mm-hmm. like because he knows he's going to yeah. figure out how to get there. Game of pickle, yeah, nice. was one of Javi's favorite things to be in, and he usually made somebody look pretty stupid. By the way, and now he's got a little more room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cody, before oh, I believe Ryan Herrera is almost ready to join us. Do you have a DraftKings? 
pick of the week. Uh, by the way, Corey, I don't know if you heard, but I won big on the Super Bowl with my well, $200 in bonus bets. He did. He was all about it on Monday. He did not. Cash some of those we, babies we out We might have this talked morning. about Luke yeah. winning 500 bucks on DraftKings more than we talked about the Cubs on Five, Monday show. 560. I'm surprised but, he's still uh, here. He didn't just peace out. All right, um, see you guys. <laughs> what do I like tonight? Uh, well, w- with Ryan joining us, I would like I would just like to let him know, once again, I bet on Mizzou. You did Mizzou, do it? it? I did, and Mizzou fucked me again. So You told me last night you weren't going to bet on Mizzou. <laughs> and then I did it anyway because I'm – because I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, I hate myself. Uh, I really hated myself. They they were down like, they were literally down like 30 points at halftime. It was not even like close. <laughs> like it was, they were seven point dogs. They well, they don't play again close. today, so you can't bet no, on I'm Missouri I'm not betting tonight. on them. We got Alabama and Tennessee tonight. Tennessee is lost on buzzer beaters mm. the last two games. Uh, at home tonight, hosting number one Alabama, three point favorites which doesn't make any sense when Alabama's the number one team in the country. It's an easy trap. I'm taking Tennessee minus three to upset really? the, yeah? the tide at home. Because they, they're coming off a game that they, after being down a ton to Mizzou, they not only came back, took a lead, but then blew it on a last-second shot that I still can't believe went in. And, and like, so to me, Tennessee is just – kind of do and again they're at home I like them at home this is this a rivalry game the three-point favorites it doesn't make any sense they should be a three-point underdog if anything in this considering Alabama's number one they've been they've far and away been the most impressive team in the country to me but you give if to see Alabama as a three-point dog here is it's like the sports books getting all like they're they're, they're, they're trying to trick you yeah they're trying to trick you in a way so they're teasing you with chum I'm in not the water. taking yeah. the bait. I'm chum not the taking water. the bait tonight. Give okay. me the volunteers. Shout out to my guy, Ryan Gibbons. He's a diehard Tennessee fan. Um, he's been slandering Illinois in my Twitter mentions of late. But you know what? I'm going to let that pass just because Illinois broke my heart again last night. So Tennessee minus three. Lock it in. Did you see the fearless investor says his his Dodger fan <laughs> wife is excited about the, the shout out? Well, let me tell you something. And, and also, I came up with an idea now. Now that we know we have a girl, wife Dodgers fan. He's a Cubs fan, Bella, as in Cody Bellinger. Sure, that's good. Mm. Uh, Belly, it's, it's Madeline Joy. He says. Oh, it is Madeline Joy. Wonderful, yep. wonderful. That's good too. That's good too, but we Bella like would have been a good one too. Yeah, uh, good. And uh, Fernando had a super chat. Well, here, real quick. Uh, yeah, Mike Dubbs said, uh, "Get a Lou Malnati's logo on it. Steal a base, steal a slice. New promo. That does right. sound delicious. Yeah, like, or, or Moretti's. That's a good place uh, too. I mean, any any time that you're gonna give me free pizza, I'm in. But yes, Fernando says for a dollar ninety nine. Thank you, Fernando. Definitely a tavern cut thin in that baseball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always want tavern cut. Don't give me the Squares. giant New York triangles that I have to fold over like it's some sort of calzone or like Yeah. I like tavern cut. That way you get some crispy edges. I got to be honest, I don't mind a pie cut myself. Sometimes I actually will ask them to well, pie yes, cut it for me. We've established you're a weirdo. Yeah. That's that's, that's we true. understand that. Okay. So, um, game time, by the way, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. we got Spring Street coming up this year at uh, Wrigley Field. It's possible with the game time app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found in the seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets. Created by the fans, for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. 
If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets this season through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, Speaking of Ryan Herrera jumping in, uh, Dubs says that he is at minus 8,000 to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Um, and right now, it doesn't ah. look like he's wearing one. So nope. if you took nope. no so on that, you, it's you're a rich. CH. That's a CHGO hoodie, I think. Yeah. Without identifying it, we haven't seen it. Look at him in the sunshine. Does that feel good? Ryan, can you hear us all right? How's how's the connection? We're halfway across the country here. It's technology. I can, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. We see the sunshine, yeah. the low-angle sun coming in at Arizona. Now, what time is it there? We were debating this. Are you an hour behind us now or two hours? Yeah, we're an hour behind, so Arizona's So when the weird, time right? change happens, then it's two hours? I don't know. So when the time change yeah. comes, when we spring forward, then it'll Pacific. be a two-hour difference. Right now, you're just an hour different. Did you yeah, pack an hour Hawaii? behind. Uh, by the way, the Hawaiian shirt, I would have worn it. It, it. it would feel nice probably right now, but it was quite cold this morning. Uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense in Arizona, so the sun's out now. Yeah, how, now. how is it now? Like, did you pack Hawaiian shirts? How many did you pack for the trip? Uh, I got three. I got three Hawaiian shirts. Oh, it's wow, be, so we got a shot. Yeah, relatively cold. You'll, you'll be a Hawaiian at some point while I'm here. Uh, Ryan, we've been talking, you know, the last couple of weeks about contract extensions. I, I think it was about a week ago we mentioned the interview with uh, Jed Hoyer where he started talking about the Rizzo negotiations on the Heyman interview and how they went into spring training through spring training and how that was a path he didn't want to go down again. And so I said, is it possible that we're talking about pitchers and catchers or the first day that position players report being a deadline, if you will, for anybody that might be looking at an extension? Do we have any update on what that might mean? Is there is there a deadline for Nico and or Ian Happ here? So Jed mentioned that in his presser this morning. There's not a real set deadline, or at least he's not looking at it that way. Um, I know he mentioned that he's, he doesn't want extension talks to last, like, you know, deep into spring training, closer to opening day, um, where it could affect the not the mentality, but just, like, the preparation, the focus. When, you know, you got other things going on, sometimes you're not as focused on, on baseball if you're a player, right? Like, you got extension talks in the works might lose focus a little bit so uh, but he, he Jed said he you know spring training whether it's today or when players when everyone reports officially on Monday uh, there's no set deadline on those days if Monday passes and extension isn't reached with anyone on the team like that that doesn't mean there won't be another one at some point this spring it just means that they gotta they gotta get going <laughs> if that if, if Monday hits and there's no ex- extension they don't want to get it deep into spring training so they'll, they'll have to get going at that point what I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, he did say the word both. So to me, that does mean, right, like that Nico and Dan, or Nico and um, Ian Happ, there are at least discussions with both of them. It's not like they've decided on one guy not getting an extension or being offered one. It does sound like they're at least considering extending one or both. Yeah, I, I, and then I think that's, you know, that's what he talked about at his end-of-season presser, too. I don't think anything's changed. I think those are both, you know, maybe at the right price or the right length, whatever it is. Um, 
two guys that they would like to keep around. Um, Nico maybe a little more. I, I think he fits what the team is doing a little better, considering he has moved over to second base and has goal glove ability there. Um, as far as what the, the team wants to build, he may be a little more likely to reach an extension. Um, Ian Happ is, you know, he's a he's a leader on this team. He understands the game of baseball. He understands how to play. He he he, you know, had his breakout season last year. I think the Cubs would certainly welcome an extension with him. It just may have to be at the right price. Um, but for for both of those guys, I, I think we're we're kind of looking at it as as those are the two guys that were talked about or that he talked about um, at his end of season presser. I think those are the two, if we're talking about extensions this offseason, probably the two most likely. Um, he said today that they have had, you know, positive dialogue uh, with those, you know, with the, with, on extensions. He didn't specify Ian Happ or Nico. Uh, I think that's, but that's kind of the assumption is that those are two guys they're looking at. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get like tricked. Uh, maybe tricked is the wrong word again, but I, I feel like this dialogue sounds good. Right, like I feel like if they were gonna, if they were far apart, it would be very easy, like they had in the past. I feel like they did for some of these other guys coming into spring. Just say, like, you know, we wanted to get it done in the spring, and we'll revisit it at another point because we're ready to focus on baseball. Right? If they, it, so, and again, I could totally be wrong. It didn't happen in the past, but like this, at least, kind of feels like something where maybe they have a, they're having positive discussions like they're not acres apart in whoever they're talking to or whatever that's the sense that I get because it just I don't know seems like a weird thing for both of them to sit up there and keep right. talking about and suggesting that it's possible if they had a sense that that was absolutely not the case but again you know as a lot of people are going to point out like this team is uh they haven't done it in a long time. I mean, you know, and like David Bodie is the, I think the most like recent recipient of an extension. So I don't blame people for being pessimistic, but there's a, a comment in the, in the chat um, by Sir Silent of the Frogs, who, you know, is mentioning the Wilson Contreras talks where they were pretty open that that like, you know. It's of the Fogs, by the way, not Frogs. Oh, Fogs. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, <laughs> it's a great name. You know, like, I, we just didn't have a they they didn't say stuff like this about Wilson Contreras, you know. That right. was a lot more of like we'll see. Like there's a lot of discussions. They knew. Blah blah <laughs> they blah. Knew. They already knew. Yeah. So I, you know, again, this feels a little more positive. But you know, if nothing gets done, it would be like okay, I've seen this movie before. So still hoping that they do. They they really should. Uh, for me, more so on Nico than anybody else. I think it's a big gap in terms of like where my priority would be, but. You know, you have to ha you look at who's coming up and the contracts and all that. You need talent on this team somewhere beyond Dansby Swanson in a few years. So you're you're gonna have to figure that out at some point. And in the bullpen, Michael Fulmer, the deal was not still has not been officially announced by the Cubs. We've now started to see at least I don't think it's happened during the show, but re reportedly one year four million dollars is kind of the range we talked about yesterday. But again, one year, and Ryan, I know that was brought up in the press conference too, the Cubs talking about how that bullpen will shape up in the future. We may not, the way they've gone the last couple years, these shorter deals, but that could be changing fairly soon, correct? Yeah, um, 
I, I know Jed, and he's spoken about this before as well. Oh, the wind, the wind is picking up on me right now. Uh, Jed has talked about wanting to eventually have the bullpen to a place where it's, you know, the homegrown talent. Um, they're, they, they keep replenishing the bullpen with their own guys. Um, they're, they're not at that point yet. Uh, that's why you're seeing them continue to add these uh, you know, short-term contracts, smaller deal, veteran relievers like Brad Boxberger, reportedly Michael Fulmer. Um, because that's, as far as filling out the bullpen, those appear to be two reliable arms for them, uh, at least for the year. Uh, as they continue, you know, on this path where they're they're making up their bullpen with their own guys. I think we we've, we've already seen Brandon Hughes as a guy who they feel like they could trust. Keegan Thompson, Edward Alzali appear like their futures are in the bullpen. You know, Jeremiah Estrada had you know he, he came up last year, had some success. Um, there's guys up and down the the system that appear like they may be future future contributors in that bullpen. So it, it looks like when he talks about building the bullpen out of his own guys, that doesn't, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. Um, but for right now, it's those guys, the Michael Fulmers, the Brad Boxbergers, the David Robertsons, Michael Gibbons, Chris, those guys are the ones that kind of not, you know, maybe not bandage is the right word, but just kind of close those holes in the bullpen uh, until they have their own guys coming up and set in the bullpen. I, 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 I think you're, you, you see those two, there's potential for more additions, uh, that remains to be seen. Maybe one more uh, bullpen arm remains to be seen. Um, but that's that's at least the process they took with Brad Boxberger, Michael Fulmer, is getting them in cheap contracts, cheap deals, short deals, and you know seeing what they can do out of the bullpen, but not affecting their ability to you know have in-house players make up that bullpen. They're not going out and, and they're not going to do uh, you know Edwin Diaz type kind of contracts. That's not what the Cubs are looking at. Um, they, they want to eventually get to a place where they can just keep replenishing that bullpen with cheaper, shorter-term options. All right, sounds good, Ryan. Uh, we'll let you go. We know you got a lot of work to do. you got to hit the pool. you got to hit the gym before the day's over. you got to iron out the uh, Hawaiian shirts. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the weather. We miss you. And uh, thanks for the That's update. True. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Uh, I see uh, Sir Silent of the Fogs has a super chat for us. Two bucks saying... Cubs were looking at Britain. Thoughts on this? Um, we have heard that the Cubs still possibly could add yet another veteran guy. Again, I would say if they're going to do it, there's no way it's anything but a one-year prove-it deal, just like we were talking about. Their hope, the best-case scenario, is that guys like Cam Sanders and or Estrada and or go through the list, right? Cody Hoyer gets healthy that those guys can take the positions of Boxberger and Fulmer and, and those veteran guys either later in the season or next season. If it happens later in the season because they're so good at the minor league level or in their appearances at the major league level, that again is best case scenario for the Cubs because if you have that overload of young arms plus the veteran guys, then you can start to move the veteran guys at the trade deadline, even if you're in it. Yeah. Even if you're in it, you could hand the keys over to the young guys and say, you know what, they're our future anyways. We're going to have big-time opportunities for them to learn. Let's give it to Cam Sanders. Let's give it to Cody Hoyer. Let's give it to Estrada if he is the closer, or Alzali, whoever it might be. And you can move a guy who's had a good season in Boxberger, 
at Frost last year. Only this year, it might not mean you're necessarily out of it. You could do it, still compete, and still try to replenish the farm system with more additions. So that's the game plan, clearly. So we'll see how that unfolds. I am, you know, with Britain, back to the the Super Chat, it's one of those things where, like, we have no idea, right? right? I, I'm, I'm totally with you, and I think adding these guys, if they look good, especially, I mean, Britain hasn't had a, a normal, you know, non-injured, like, full workload season since 2019 with the Yankees uh, was the last time he pitched over 20 innings in a season. So this is likely not going to cost you very much. No, not at all. And I think it's one of those things where, like, at his peak, he was really good. He's going to be 35 this season. Uh, So 35, multiple years of injuries. Who knows, right? This is one of those things where the the scouts are going to be there, and if he's actually healthy, if the velo's there, if the stuff is there, then it's it's something where I – I would I think it's a great idea. You know, you bring in these these veterans, you have more guys for these young guys to learn from and like you said, it just gives you a ton of options as for how you're going to structure things and ideally you're able to get stuff out of guys like this, but your guys develop and Jeremiah Estrada is the closer and you can do whatever you want to to get to the end of the season and have a successful bullpen. I think, you know, just looking um at some of the Zach Britton stuff, like I think he was a you know big time ground ball guy at his peak. So if he is healthy and able fit. to do his thing, right? Like ground ball guys that are gonna have guys beating the ball to Nico and Dansby up the middle. Uh, the more of those you can get, the better. It's it's a pretty clear strategy, right? Like you just got to figure out who's scooping up the balls at third base and make sure that that person is in line with with the two up the middle but i i think as many of those guys as you can get uh especially on low risk low cost type deals works for everybody it's what jed wants and it i think helps the team in the long run i see bobby and foggy again talking about marquez is he an option that's that's another name again we didn't even know if he was gonna be with the organization but that's another guy that you hope can finally find it, stay healthy, and find his way to the bullpen. And again, that would be somebody they produced on their own. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Britain's numbers, and I, you know, the guy who brought up Marquez—that's interesting. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to. That goes back to the prove it slogan. Yeah, I mean, knows? I ain't going to hold my breath on Braylon Marquez, considering how things have gone. If I'm going to say that, I'm not really going to hold my breath on Zach Britton either. He hasn't done anything since 2019. Um, I don't know, but I will say that, uh, you know, like Corey said, if he's healthy, then yeah, I, I don't mind giving him the chance. Uh, he could, they could, you know, they've done this with other guys. I mean, David Robertson was a good example. He was, he was kind of injury. He had, he was played with injuries in the past yeah, and then older, got a chance, yeah. with, then got a chance with the Cubs, like on a one year, like what, one or two million, then he got paid by the Phillies one year, 10 million, something like that, this past offseason. So all it takes is one good year, one healthy good year, and you can get paid to be a reliever in the uh, in Major League Baseball game. So you're and, saying I got a chance. Yeah, and and Robertson is older, Keep too. Keep on that AG1. Like, just like Britton. He's going to be 35 this year. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at Britton's numbers, uh, you know, 
looking back at 2019 with the Yankees when he was 31, 61 innings, 1.91 earn run average. I mean, that's pretty good. If you can get half of that, you can, you get a guy who has an ERA of three. Now, are, are him, those baseball reference or are those from Dellmetrics.com? This is from Fangraphs because oh, Corey's Fangraphs. here. Yeah, it's from Corey wasn't here. Fangraphs family. family. Come on. It's not D-War. Well, no, you should have been it's here. It's not when D-War. <laughs> I thought you we should were have doing... been here when Stucky was putting up all these numbers. No, I remember that. B-war. Yeah, we are not a B war. <laughs> and yes, Bon Jovi is better than are, Springsteen. Are we not doing the Picotti rankings? The projections? <laughs> oh yeah, the Picotti projections. That is uh, just your worst, your worst take. I'm Stucky Nation through and through. I bleed Stucky Nation, but Bon Jovi over Bruce is that's, a is an yeah. That's awful, a that's a awful weird take. A have weird a nice take. day, is what I say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the end of the show? That's my. Oh yeah, that should be the end of the show. Actually, <laughs> we are out of time. Thanks, everybody. Great chat again, huh? Another good chat. Yeah. Make sure you hit the like button on the way out. Please do. The chat's again, bullish on the bullpen option. They are. I love it. They're big on it. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you do that on the way out as well. Um, and congratulations to Kyle on the birth of his daughter. And we will see you back here one more time this week, Thursday, one twenty. Don't miss it. I'm sure we're going to have some of David Ross as Ryan Herrera is going to be uh, just finished speaking with him. And we'll have some more from Cubs camp as we continue our coverage out there. We'll be back in the studio chopping it up like we always do. And we hope you'll join us. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And until the next time, full eye the W.